Hey, and welcome to Tom and Talk, episode four. This is John and Hunter. How's it going, Hunter? Doing good, doing good. Sorry, guys. We're uh, kind of still getting our shit together. We've uh, we we made a trade deadline podcast that uh, didn't come out so well. We've been upgrading software and upgrading mics and testing things out, and uh, we're just now getting it together. But uh, anyways, we're here now, so we're going to talk about this cluster the NL East is and how long it's going to be a cluster. And basically the collapse of the Padres, Mets, and the sweep of the Phillies by the Diamondbacks. Yeah, that's really amusing. <laughs> but, um, yes, and also Baltimore, why that series scares me for whatever reason. Well, they lost 14 straight games, so give and go, they're due. Yeah, yeah uh, they done well against us last year, too, when we were only playing East teams. They done well against us. Yeah, I'm not sure what to think about them. They're, uh, I feel like their offense might surprise us a little bit, but we've not seen their pitching. We know John Means is good. I think our um, game one is Freed versus Akin. We've not seen him yet. He's a rookie this year. I mean, uh, what do you expect from that? I mean, the basic thing I'm I'm a little worried about is Freed. Uh, he's he's done pretty good since he came back from the the DL and everything, but he's starting to get that uh, thing that Morton was having, kind of like the little hiccup inning. And when he gets hammered, he gets hammered. Um, I th- I think honestly, if we get vintage Freed, we'll be all right. I'm not too worried about that. I mean, you've seen Freed. When he gets into trouble, he's really good at getting into trouble and getting out of it. And the way our offense right now, if you can go six innings and not give up eight runs, if you can give us, you know, six, give up two, three runs, our offense is going to power through it. Minus the game against Sandy Alcantara the other night. Like like I was just telling John, man, he – that dude, he pitches gems every time I see him. I'd love to have him on our team. And that Marlins team is going to be pretty scary when they get some offense, no doubt. They're going to be good. I mean, they really have all the pitching in the world. You know, it's uh, basically a plethora of pitching. Um, we were talking about Caleb Smith getting traded. Who did, who did they get in return for Smith? I was thinking about that the other day uh, or, or last – I think it's two days ago. Whenever Caleb Smith got ejected for uh, and possibly suspended, they said that he, uh, you know, the routine foreign substance checks. They said that he had sticky stuff on his glove, but he says it was just the regular rosin that mixed with sweat, which gets sticky. And uh, he didn't sound too guilty to me. And he pitched. He didn't pitch very well to be to warrant them really checking him. Anyways, I mean. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt until they send it off to a lab and do their CSI work on it and find out what the deal is. But I mean, a little bit of you know rosin and a little bit of sunscreen. I mean, as a former pitcher, you got to have a little something on uh, you know to be able to grip the ball a little better. You got to have a little something. 
Now, the spider tack thing, that's going way too far. I mean, that's cheating on a massive scale, but a little sunscreen and some rosin, not that big of a deal. Yeah, and we've noticed a massive increase in offense, decrease in strikeouts since that took place. But um, I wasn't that against it. I mean, uh, it, it's open for everyone to use if they wanted to during that uh, time period where they weren't doing checks. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. We're only using one mic, having to go back and forth. So if you hear one voice that sounds uh, distant until they get the mic in their hands, just bear with us. We're about to have a much better setup. But, um, okay, so what's the first thing you really want to dig into? Well, let's talk more about the uh, – just because it amuses me. Let's talk about the Phillies losing to the Diamondbacks three-game sweep, dude. All right, all right. Well, it's definitely uh, like I said. Checking the Philly subreddit and the Mets subreddit is one of my favorite hobbies. Uh, like I told John just earlier, they need their own dedicated one eight hundred suicide hotline number. The Mets, uh, they they already knew. They foresaw this coming, so their fans. I don't think. It, they're just hate watching at this point. <laughs> so, um, but the Phillies, the Phillies are different. They get jerked in like uh, they'll. They know they're a 500 team. They'll play like a 500 team. Bryce Harper, he'll be doing his thing. JT will come through. But then all of a sudden they'll go on what was it an eight game win streak? Eight game, eight game win streak. Okay, and then all of a sudden there's hope. And then this happens, and everybody's like, well, we're the team we thought we were. But even that team should take two of three from Arizona. And that's the difference between the Braves and the Phillies. I mean, you look at it. They had what a – they took over the Mets, swept them, which, I mean, shocker, really honestly, the Mets were overrated. They just got lucky that the Braves suck, you know, at that point. They weren't playing up to the potential that they can play. I mean, actually, the Phillies were lucky on that, too, because, I mean, we should have a 15-game lead in the division at this point with the potential the Braves had. I mean, yeah, out of, off the bat, you get swept by Philly, start 0-4 for 4 in the season, right? But getting back to that, um, so you have them up a game and a half, on us, you know, we were starting to play be- better baseball. Jock Peterson, I mean, that was a great acquisition. Really, really good acquisition. Uh, as me and you have started calling him, Dick Rod uh, was a wonderful pickup from the Pirates. Funny thing about that is he actually looks like the Pirates mascot. So, uh, you know, what can you say about it? I don't think I'm, I'm trying to picture what the Pirates mascot is. I mean, I'd imagine, uh, you know, a pirate with a he looks eye like patch. he looks like Blackbeard. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah I guess I can see that. Uh, yeah, old D Rod. He, he does seem to come in the his past couple outings. He's came in, gave up like a leadoff hit or so. He's he's definitely not untouchable. And from what I've seen statistically, I think he's been one of the pitchers that may have been hurt by the. Uh, you know, the crackdown uh, crack on 
substances, there's a possibility for that. Maybe that's one of the reasons the pirates were willing to, you know, but um, either way, he, we need we need all the relief help we can get. But our bullpen's looking pretty good, especially all of a sudden. You know how I always felt about Matt Sick. I, I, I liked him last year. I felt like we rode his ass hard last year. And at the first of the season, he was looking kind of worn out. Now he's coming in pitching bullets and looking good. I mean, you got to – I'm, I'm with you on this because I thought when he started off the year the way he did that he was getting the yips again. I mean, he could not throw a strike to save his daggone life. But, yeah, he's become one of our best relievers. I mean, Jackson, I know no matter what Jackson does, people are still going to hate on him. That guy's been our best reliever all year. And there's still so much crap on Twitter every time he allows a hit. Now, my problem is Will friggin' Smith. And Snickers' use of Will Smith, it is bad. He uses them every night. I mean, all you'd have to do is watch a little bit of uh, game tape here. You can watch exactly what he does. Or, heck, you don't even have to watch the game tape. You know he's going to throw that slider. And if that slider's not hitting, he's going to get rocked. That's all he's got. Yeah, that, that's that's the main thing. And and we've seen that, we've seen that a couple times where teams will sit there and the Nationals – we about uh, gave up a game to the Nationals the other night where they were sitting there on that slider just watching it for uh, ball, ball, ball. It, but somehow that night he came back and all of a sudden had a life on that slider in that same inning and got us out of it. But, look, I, I know everybody's hating on Will Smith, and I understand that completely because he's the last face I want to see jogging out there in the ninth inning. But – it comes down to snicker. You can't every single one two, one or two-run ball game bring in Will Smith. I mean, for one, a lot of these teams have already seen him five, six times this year. You know what I mean? Like, you can't keep th- throwing the same guy out there with two pitches, basically, slider, fastball, and expect to get, re- you know, dominant results from him. And uh, – like we were talking about earlier, not signing Mark Melanson for how little he wanted or how little he got from the Padres. We didn't sign him because our mindset was, well, we've got our $34 or $36 million closer. That doesn't matter. We Give me four closers and we'll find out who's the best from month to month. I don't care. I mean, honestly, dude, $34 million for that guy? I didn't even think he was that good when he was with the damn Giants. I mean, he, I, he, like I said, if you watch his performances, when that slider's on, he's nasty. When it's not on, he is going to get rocked. You are going to lose. You might as well count on it. Basic principle on this thing is Melanson, $3 million. How many saves does he have? Over 30. Okay. Smith, yeah, he's only blown, what, three saves now? It's only three, I think. But still, at the same time, every time he comes in, it's not a one, two, three inning. You're guaranteed some theatrics every single time. Yeah, yeah, that that's fact, and and the opposing teams know that too. And uh, another problem is Tomlin. Like we talked about, Tomlin's basically a coach. He's basically a coach, and and Mac, uh, Max Freed. A lot of guys have talked about all the all the things they've learned from him. Minner also uh, credits him with uh, reviving his career. Now, the only problem with Minner was he got so overused. And then, you know, he 
started walking people. He got inside his own head. He had to go down just to get back to normal. Yeah, I, I don't know if overused is what I where I think about men are. I, I kind of thought thought Matt sick when it come to that, just because how I hard we rode him. They both had a high usage rate. Yeah, well, last year in 2020, uh, uh, the short season had a lot to do with it. Uh, you know, rebuilding back to the full 162, but um. Outside of the bullpen situation, I'm feeling really good about Rotation's everything else. Good. I mean, uh, what do you expect from Ian Anderson when he comes back? Because he wasn't looking that great, period. Maybe it was injuries. I'm not sure. What do you expect from him? Well, I mean, I've been keeping a tab on him with AAA starts, stuff like that. He's uh, They said he's found his nasty stuff again. I mean, really. Uh, but, of course, that's AAA ball. That's not, you know – big league ball. I mean, you could rake down there, and then when you get up here, you could shit the bed. I mean, essentially, oh, and back to what you were saying about Tomlin. Now, yeah, he's more of a coach, you know? But he, but it, we can't have him taking up a roster spot when there's somebody that could be effective to come in. Even well, as a long man, when we feel the game may be lost, still got to have somebody that can get the outs required to move on to the next inning. I mean, I honestly think you could have put Freeman in there and he'd have got the outs quicker than Dagum uh, Tomlin. But that, that that's where we're at, man. I mean, I love Tomlin. I thank him for all that he's done over the last few years. And I always liked him when he was in Cleveland. I mean, you know, really good guy. Just a generally a good guy. He got World Series experience as well. Definitely. So, I mean, if we kept him on as a coach, that'd be great. I mean, he's done a lot to help the younger players. Let's keep him around in a, you know, advisory capacity. But yeah, we cannot hold a roster spot, you know, for someone who's going to go in there and can't get three outs. Okay, but uh, we're about to have call-ups. <laughs> September call-up, so reinforcements are coming. Um, but I forget how, how many um, how many more roster spots does that give us? Isn't it a thirty-man roster? We go from twenty-six to thirty. I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm having a brain fart when it Same, comes to actually. that. But um, it, it, that might be the only way we keep Tom on on the roster. But um, I would say we bring up one more guy as a bench bat. And then I think we keep Jacob Webb up at the major league level, maybe. I would like to keep Webb, yeah. Okay. I want to see us bring up Michael Harris as our bench bat throughout the stretch. How about well, that? I mean, you've seen how nasty he was in spring training. I thought he was going to make the daggum club. He looked that good. And he can run. He can steal bases. He can do it all. Good fielder. I mean, we're talking just five-tool player. Fred McGriff. He was working out with Fred McGriff. No, or was it Marquise Chris? I mean, it was one of the two of them that he was working with. And uh, that guy was just – they were bragging about how good he is, and you could see in spring training. Yeah, I think there's also another Harris that we might uh, might be getting mixed. Uh, well, I'm thinking we're, – yeah. we're both thinking of the same Harris, yeah. but I believe there's another Harris that uh, is a pretty good ball player down there too. But um, we're not – I doubt we see Pache – the, this year again but from what i've seen he, he's starting to make his gains still striking out a lot down in triple a um the reason i say michael harris is i believe he made the futures all-star game this year do you think they might bring up langoliers get him a little big league experience 
No, no, it's too early in his development. It, he's one of the guys I'm most excited about, probably the most excited about in our entire system. I don't think he comes up this year. I mean, honestly, I'd like to see him bring Contreras up. He did a good job. He just, uh, you know, he, he needed a little more time to get seasoned down there. I mean, he really didn't have that much time above double A ball. So, but he did a good job filling in for Darno as long as he did. It's just we can never get any consistency at the catcher position. Glad Darno's back. Definitely. Dar- Darno, um, I didn't expect him to come straight back up and start hitting like that, which he's already had an uh, for game already, but he's he's also already come in clutch a couple of times. It, when you compare it to literally 0 for 4 every single night from your catcher position, I mean, yeah, that's a big step up. Um, as far as Contreras coming, I mean, uh, yeah, now that we've got, if it was just vote and Contreras, that would bother me. Now that we've got Darno and he's already a veteran presence, then I think we might could swap out Contreras for vote. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what to think about what we should do with vote, but, um, What's your uh, what's your thoughts on uh, Kyle Wright? See, I feel that we might have missed out on uh, being able to trade him, you know, because his stock's not going up; it's going down. This would have been the primary chance to get something in return for him. I honestly think if we'd have packaged him and Bryce Wilson, we could have ended up with Kennedy. You know, that would have been a good piece. Kennedy, or you talking about getting Gibson and Kennedy? Yes. Well, I mean, you've seen what uh what the Phillies gave up, Spencer Howard, and um, which isn't that much. I mean, it, Bryce Wilson was better than Spencer Howard. I'll yes, yes, right yes. Well, it's hard to say, but the fact of the matter is, even players I like, I, I, I'm the type of guy that collects prospect baseball cards. So obviously, any guy that's good, I'm going to give them the props. I don't care who they play for, but. I'm not investing much in any person that's coming up through the Phillies organization because I don't trust their organization to develop players. And I don't think other major league teams really do either. I would like to know what other offers the Rangers got other than Spencer. Oh, wait, it wasn't just Spencer Howard. I I believe the Philly – or no, 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 no. The the Rangers gave up Hans Kraus, one of their top prospects, in that deal – with Ian Kennedy and Gibson for Spencer Howard. Why is that? Well, I was actually going to ask you the same thing. Now, like you said, Spencer Howard may not be a bad pitcher. It's just, the like you said, Phillies development is pathetic. They cannot get their own farm system. They have to literally pull them in from everywhere else because – Mercenaries. they got to hire mercenaries. Literally mercs, yeah. So let me ask you this. What do you think – since we're on the subject of other divisional teams, what do you think caused the downfall of the Mets? I don't think there was ever a, um, I don't think the Mets were ever at a place to where I think, I I, I think, I think they're where they're, where they were always going to be. I mean, I loved Grom. I, um, I have nothing against Lindor or Baez, neither. I just think they're both highly overrated. Uh, yeah, and overpaid. 
definitely overpaid. And I'm curious to how this offseason, Lindor being paid what he was, I'm curious how that affects everybody else, like Trevor Story, guys like him. I'm curious if they look at Lindor and think, okay, well, Lindor went to the Mets where there's an owner that would be willing to pay him $400 million if that's where he want, if that's what he wanted. Is he worth one hundred and fifty? Probably closer to that, but they were willing to pay whatever. I'm probably not getting that. You would think that would be the case. I'm not sure how many uh, of them are Scott Boris client. Hey, guys, I'm sorry. We had another mishap with our uh, software, and we really are trying to get it fixed. We really don't want this to seem like we're incompetent and unable to put out a good podcast. We're definitely incompetent right now, but... Things are coming together. We've got some new mics coming in, uh, new computer, new setup, all in all. But until then, please hang with us. And uh, since we had the cutout, and we actually had a, about six more minutes that uh, got cut out of our stuff, uh, we are going to go to our sponsor, and we will do our best to finish the show afterwards. Well, hey, guys. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that ad from our sponsor. And uh, we're going to talk more about the Padres collapse. Um, we actually did, like I said, a 10-minute video of this. So, basically, it got cut off, so we're going to have to redo it. But um, the big thing is their pitching is abysmal. Uh, Tatis had been able to stay in the lineup. But when he's in it, he's raking. So, I mean, what can you say about that other than they may get it together. The Reds may not catch them, but right now the Reds are hot on their ass. Yeah, the Reds have called them for now. That's It's going to come down to, you know, who actually can get things together down the stretch. The Reds, like I said, their pitching is still in more tack than the Padres, but also their pitching – their starting pitching is underwhelming than what it should be. With when you have Gray and Luis Castillo there, that's two aces. And this year's made me question that. At least with Castillo, I, it, it's hard to say. But and also to any Braves fans, if we thought our bullpen at any point was ever bad, you need to look at the Cincinnati Reds bullpen. We've seen that in our last series with them. They're not going anywhere in the playoffs. I don't want to see a team that's not fun and can't get the job done in the playoffs, even if I'm talking about our own team. Like, Of course, I want us to get there, but it'd be like the Mets going to the playoffs. It would be uh, – the reason you would watch it is because it would be the same reason you would watch a train wreck happen in front of you. It wouldn't be because it's good baseball. And that's the way with a lot of – and that's the way it would have been with the Braves if not for, you know, before this offseason. Uh but as far as the wild card, who who do you, who would you like most? I, I know I would like to still see the Padres play the most, but who would you like to see out of all the NL teams that could possibly get there? I mean, I got to say, definitely the Padres. I've always liked the Padres. I mean, you know, you felt bad for them. There are in a division with the Dodgers. Keep in mind that the this team will be playing the Dodgers. You have a very valid point on that. Like you said, the Reds' bullpen is just complete dirt. We terrorized that bullpen in the past series. Really should have swept that series in all honesty, but you know how that stuff goes. If I really had to say a team I'd want to see, um, 
honestly, uh, Philly would be an interesting thing if they can get their stuff together. Obviously, we don't want them to catch us, but uh, they do have an interesting mix when they have it going. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing the Phillies play the Dodgers. I mean, uh, yeah, now no, I think about it, I would rather, as a baseball fan, see the Reds play the Dodgers. But I'm, I'm like I said, that bullpen. I don't, I just don't. Especially, especially you got Bueller, Scherzer to go from, and they would pitch both of those in the same game. Scherzer will come out of the bullpen and close the game out for you if he wants to, especially in a one game series. So you got to think. You got to think, hell, the team that makes it might not even use barely all their bullpen guys. They might go starter to a couple innings from a starter. I would go starter, starter, honestly. It's according to how much downtime you've got in between that one game playoff. And it, but it's the wild card. It doesn't matter about you got to win today before you get to any series. It's do or die at that point. Yeah. Okay, but I think I think even though the NL wild card is closer, the AL wild card has teams that I would more like to see play. Like, um, like I said to you, I'd, I would love to see the Mariners get in there, and they're not too far away. They sold at the deadline. They got, I think they uh, traded away uh, Graveman from their bullpen, uh, reliable relief pitcher. But they also picked up pieces. They picked up Abraham Toro from the Astros, who's come and getting good playing time with the Mariners and actually doing real well. Uh, they've got an interesting team. I, I really like them and the Blue Jays. Well, I mean, there's a lot to say about them. Well, I mean, if the Blue Jays had better pitching, yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely like watching their offense play. It's uh, It's very fascinating. But I think it's funny that Seattle's actually doing pretty well this year. I mean – the stuff their president was saying uh, really didn't seem to ring true, did it? No, it, it ringed perfectly true because they didn't bring Jake Kilinick up to the moment he said that, it, you know, it, he said he would have his ass out there playing for the Mariners before that time period because, you know, the obvious, obvious year of control that gives them. And that's exactly what happened once that time. Or, or did he come up sooner than that? I think that, I think he done exactly – I could be wrong about that. I could be wrong. Well, I, I will say this. He did say that they weren't going to be very good this year. They have actually been better than expected. Yeah, yeah, they've been a lot – they're way ahead schedule in their rebuild. Uh, they've done uh, – Jerry Randolph's did a re- – he's kind of like – they joke about uh, Preller being a cokehead that's just on the phones all night uh, trying to make trades for the Padres, but that's – actually who the Mariners GM is kind of like, uh, I don't know. I'd like to see them. I like a lot of their young guys and they've still got a ton of top prospects. That's not even made the show yet. So they're going to be interesting, but not this year It's next year for them in reality. And I think maybe even the blue Jays too, if the blue Jays had better pitching, then we would see them there now. So it comes down to kind of the Yankees. You're like, uh, are their trades going to be enough? They're they're pitching in my uh, – I don't watch them every night, but uh still seems kind of thin. I don't know. Well, I'll say this. I mean, and let's uh, talk about since we're, you know, basically going to wrap up the show. How do you see the next five games playing out for the Braves? 
who do we got? Three uh, is this next series a four game series versus the Orioles or three game? Three games against the Orioles, two games against the Yankees. Okay, and now I think after that we've got a four game series. Um, I see us winning ideally four out of five, four and one. That'd be nice. But even if we go three and two, you got to keep in mind that should be perfectly uh, suited to for the Mets and the Phillies. Like as far as us keeping pace and keeping our three, four game, you know. I mean, we've seen how quickly we caught up on the Mets. We were they were ahead four games. You know, uh, it feels like four days ago. But yeah, we caught up on them quick. They could catch up on us quick, but we're going to keep our pace. That I've, I can see that. Well, I mean, I guess, honestly, when you look at it, right before the All-Star break, we were seven games back at the Mets. Going into that series, we had our own. We got ourselves back down to a four-game uh, deficit. AA made the trades. We're looking good. Offense is running like a well-oiled machine. Pitching, looking fantastic. I mean, I admit that game yesterday really kind of bothered me a little bit. You got an eleven to three lead. There is no way in the world you should end up with that game being eleven to nine. That is Tomlin. We've already discussed that. And I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I would like to see him go four and one. Uh ideally at worst three and two. But uh I think basically we'll just have to see how that plays out. We're going to put some more content out this week, and uh, we're going to get the software stuff done. So um, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll talk at you later.